Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Columbus Day to everybody and happy Indigenous Peoples Day to everybody else. Yes, we are coming to you live on this Monday, the 10th of October from Austin, Texas. We have a big show for you. We'll be joined by Stuart Rhodes, the 9 o'clock hour, calling in from prison to discuss the latest in his trial. We'll also be taking your phone calls and covering the biggest stories from the weekend. But first, here's the latest from Greg Reese. It's called Depopulation Agenda Continues as World Leaders Prepare for Nuclear War. Share it at Bandai Video. While millions may be waking up to the depopulation agenda, it still continues unhindered. The COVID vaccines have been thoroughly exposed as being deadly, and yet we are still injecting our children with them. The National Guard deceptively gives service members the deadly COVID vaccine instead of the flu shot. Russia is forcing all citizens conscripted to fight in Ukraine, now estimated to be 300,000 people, to get vaccinated for COVID or go to jail for 10 years. And dairy farmers in New Zealand are being forced to vaccinate their cattle with an mRNA vaccine, which is reportedly resulting in the instant death of 15% of the herd. And the cattle that do survive will now produce milk and meat with the spike protein. It is now clear to all that the LGBT movement is part of this depopulation program. Homosexual sex wasn't enough for this death cult, so they incentivized castrating children under the guise of transgenderism. Eugenics program Planned Parenthood is now marketing puberty blockers and chemical castration for children. Planned Parenthood is also launching a new mobile abortion clinic in an attempt to maintain depopulation levels at the borders of states which have made it illegal to kill babies in the womb. And with the war in Ukraine needlessly escalating, with no peace talks being considered at all, it is evident that the Judas goats and their bureaucrat minions think they can kill us all and evade justice for their crimes against humanity. It appears that the United States has sabotaged Russia's Nord Stream 2 fuel pipeline, an act of war reminiscent of the Berlin-Baghdad railway conflict that helped ignite World War I. Early this week, Russia's infamous doomsday submarine, capable of creating a radioactive tsunami, reportedly disappeared from its base and was spotted days later while operating on the Arctic surface. Photographs in the city of Belgorod appear to show the deployment of the Paris Vet mobile laser system, which renders an area invisible to enemy surveillance by blinding surrounding satellites, allowing Russia to secretly mobilize an attack. Retired Brigadier General Kimmet says nukes are on the table. Look, I think it's fairly simple to uh, lay down the options. It could be uh, the soft side of it, which is doubling down on sanctions, doubling down on export controls, uh, ranging all the way to a, a nuclear response of our own and everything in between. Wow. Uh, 
Zelensky says that NATO must preemptively launch nuclear weapons against Russia as a warning. And unhinged Hollywood activist Sean Penn agrees with him. Well, even countries that have nuclear weapons can remain intimidated to use them. And we're seeing that now with our own country. And I fear what that legacy is going to be. We don't want, no one wants to see a nuclear conflict. I don't want to see one. Nobody At does. the same time, if only one bully is going to be able to use those weapons as a threat, we got to rethink what we're doing. The lunatics in charge are buying up underground bunkers and anti-radiation drugs in hopes they will survive Survive the mass culling agenda that continues on, unhindered. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Remember, you can find and share that video at band.infowars.com. Depopulation agenda continues as world leaders prepare for nuclear war. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. This is The American Journal. You're watching us on Infowars.com and band.video. However you're finding us, thank you so much for being here. We're going to be taking your calls throughout the show today. We'll also be joined by Stuart Rhodes calling in from behind bars to talk about the first week of his trial and what he sees taking place. And, of course, it's all in line with everything else that we see in this country. It's not uh, an accident, not coincidence that at the same time that InfoWars is being deconstructed in a courtroom, well, in multiple courtrooms around the country, we also have uh, cases going on with leaders of things like the Oath Keepers being charged with crimes and facing decades in prison off of nothing for expressing their First Amendment right. First Amendment is under concerted attack right now, but while we still have it, we'll continue to use it and cover all the news they'd rather just not talk about. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Monday, the 10th of October, 2022. PayPal backtracks on fining users for misinformation, calls it an error. Oops, oopsies, whoops, did we say that? (laughs) Our bad. Oh, gosh. Just an accident. PayPal has walked back a policy it published that would have fined users of its financial services $2,500 for spreading, quote, misinformation. After much backlash, the platform... Uh, against the platform for attempts to police speech and after the company trended on Twitter from all of the people deleting their accounts, PayPal claims the policy was published in error. Yeah, see, you weren't supposed to know about it yet. The landing has been softened up quite enough. It's pretty incredible. We'll we'll get into this a little bit more as well, talk about maybe who's influencing some of uh, PayPal's policies in this regard. But... It's sort of like, yeah, this is this was an egregious overstep in terms of what the people who are there to help facilitate transactions using your money are going to do once they have your hands 
once they have their hands on your money, it's 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 really absurd, right? It's just like they're there as a as a bank, as a store of wealth that facilitates easy transaction. It's like once they have it, they're like, why shouldn't we keep it? Well, it's ours now, actually. We're holding on to it, so we're just going to take it from you for saying things we disagree with. Pretty egregious, pretty outrageous, pretty obvious why they walked it back and decided to uh, reverse that policy. I don't believe it was published in error. I think they're simply dealing with the backlash by pretending like it was an error. But this is not the first time that PayPal has had these types of policies in their terms of service. In fact, they're one of the worst when it comes to protecting free speech. They routinely ban people from their service for not complying to the official regime narrative. So this really isn't that big of a surprise. It shouldn't be that big of a surprise to anybody who's paying attention. It's just that they're they're a little they're a little far out over the reins, as they say, pushing a little too hard, being a little bit too obvious. So they're having to roll that back. Again, we'll cover that later. Later in the show. Meanwhile, we have this report, which is spread pretty virally over the weekend from Infowars. Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Colors renovates backyard of her luxurious $1.4 million LA mansion. Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Colors has recently been busy making pricey renovations to the backyard of her luxurious $1.4 million mansion, according to a report. Photos from the Daily Mail show that Colors, a, quote, trained Marxist, has installed a brand new sauna and garden outside of her ritzy house located in the Topanga Canyon neighborhood of Los Angeles. Again, it's just it's just worth reminding everybody that they have perp walked Steve Bannon in front of the media, arrested him, charged him with crimes for daring to have a charity where the people running the charity charity paid themselves a salary. This is being portrayed as some sort of case of fraud. How dare you raise money and then only use 90% of it towards what you said you were going to use it towards. Uh, Meanwhile, Black Lives Matter has just straight up stolen hundreds of millions of dollars and they will never be charged for it. But yeah, it makes sense. How are you going to fight the power without a jacuzzi? I mean, how are you really going to stand up to evil white supremacist if you aren't doing it from a shaded gazebo. I mean, these things are necessary in order to bring about equity and equality. They they just they have to have the the hibiscus plants in just the right place. <laughs> just one of her mini mansions, by the way. Just one of this woman's mini, mini, mini mansions around the world. Just complete fraud scam artist. And uh, establishment tools. It's, it's just hilarious. It's amazing. Meanwhile, major event in the Ukraine war this weekend. Senior Ukrainian officials confirm Ukraine orchestrated truck bomb attack on Crimean Bridge. The New York Times reported Saturday evening that a, quote, senior Ukrainian official corroborated Russian reports that Ukraine was behind the truck bomb attack on the Crimean Bridge, which killed at least three civilians. The blast and fire sent part of the 12-mile Kerch straight bridge tumbling into the sea and killed at least three people, according to Russian authorities. A senior Ukrainian official corroborated the Russian reports that Ukraine was behind the attack. The official, speaking on the condition of anonymity because of a government ban on discussing the blast, added that Ukraine's intelligence services had orchestrated the explosion using a bomb loaded onto a truck being driven across the bridge. 
again, we'll also get into this a little bit later. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but a lot of very strange goings on with this. I mean, even if the official story is all there is to see, it's still very weird that the established me- media in this country is praising the use of civilian killing terrorist tactics in a theater of war. So just even the official story is is strange. There's also videos that purport to show a missile striking the bridge. And also there's re- what it was originally called a suicide bomber. It's now being speculated that the truck driver actually didn't know he had the explosives in the back of his truck. So just straight up terrorism. But again, we'll get into all of the various theories a little bit later we also have this story which just goes to show you how completely backwards everything is again it's one of these stories that just touches on so much of what we cover on Infowars. twitter removes then reinstates florida's uh, surgeon general's covid vaccine warning tweet twitter appears to have pulled a paypal uh, pulled a PayPal and promptly reinstated the post in question after a blowback on social media about uh, the media site censoring the tweet. As of about noon on East Coast Sunday, the tweet was up once again, sh- uh, was once again showing up under Florida Surgeon General Dr. Joseph Lapato's feed. And it's just amazing. So you have the Surgeon General of Florida releasing an, ar- an article or a statement about a study from Harvard and it's removed as misinformation from some nobody in Twitter. You know, it's just who who has the authority these days? Who is actually in power? The people that you vote on and then are appointed by the legitimate authorities or some anonymous blue-haired weirdo at Twitter? The tweet in question says, today we released an analysis on COVID-19 mRNA vaccines to the, uh, that the public needs to be aware of. This analysis showed an increased risk of cardiac-related death amongst men 18 through 39. Florida will not be silent on the truth. And so, of course, Twitter uh, takes it down. Because, again, hate speech, you know, misinformation doesn't have to be wrong. It just has to not comply with their desired narrative and their desired outcome. And then it will be removed. Even if you're the Surgeon General, even if you're the President of the United States, you're not the one in power anymore. Finally, we have this story not being reported on any mainstream media as far as I can tell. Massive rallies held in the EU against Russian sanctions, soaring energy prices. So anti-NATO protests everywhere from France to Germany, Berlin, thousands of of marchers taking to the streets to demand an exit of NATO. Look, it's not hype that InfoWars has changed the world. It's not hype that your support of InfoWars is the reason we were able to do this. So I salute you and I thank you. Now, you know about fluoride, the bad halogen on the periodic table. Well, high-quality iodine is the good halogen and does the opposite of fluoride. And when you've got it in your body, it doesn't just supercharge your cells. It doesn't just give you more energy. It doesn't just boost your immune system. But it also blocks the bad halogens in the fluoride, chlorine, bromide, bromine family. So, ladies and gentlemen, it takes about two weeks for X3 to kick in on average, take a few drops every day, and almost everyone has dramatic results. Plus, it funds the InfoWar. So what do you have to lose but taking action? Experience X3, finally back in stock at InfoWarStore.com right now for 50% off. Experience Tri-Iodine. 
Learn about the ionine fluoride conspiracy. Learn how to counter the fluoride and fund the InfoWar and empower your life at InfoWarsStore.com. Think about a world without InfoWars. Just take a moment and sit back and think about all the incredible guests and callers and stories we've broken together, this family that is InfoWars. Think about how InfoWars is cited by Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson and Bolsonaro and other foreign leaders like Nigel Farage as being the main impetus towards firing up their main base to defeat the New World Order. The only reason humanity's still in the fight today is because the viewers and listeners of this broadcast have taken action and supported this show. I don't take the credit. I give you the credit. And now InfoWars is facing its darkest hours. It isn't going to give up. Without your support, we can be shut down. Please go to SaveInfoWars.com today. SaveInfoWars.com today and donate for our legal defense fund. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. We are in DEFCON 3. We are now at DEFCON 3. Kanye West is about to say what he thinks about Jewish people. DEFCON 3 has been reached. Everyone, get into a bunker, close the door, seal the locks, get your canned food ready. We are at DEFCON 3. Kanye is about to sound off on Jewish people. (laughs) It really... really (laughs) In case you don't know. In case you're not aware, in case you don't live on the internet... Like some of us, Kanye West, the funniest tweet. I just think it's funny because he starts off by saying, I'm a little sleepy. I'm a, I'm a bit, here's what Kanye said on Twitter. I'm a bit sleepy tonight. <laughs> but when I wake up, I'm going DEFCON 3 on all capital Jewish people. The funny thing is, he says, I can't actually be anti-Semitic since black people are actually Jew also. You guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone whoever oppresses, uh, opposes your agenda. With a picture of an article that states Musk welcomes Kanye West back to Twitter after he's blocked by Instagram over apparent anti-Semitic posts. I'm a little, I'm a little sleepy tonight, but tomorrow you Jews better watch out. <laughs> Deathcon three. I think it's Def, D-E-F, Defcon, but that's okay. That's all right. We're not holding it against him. Uh, absolutely hilarious. He then posts, who who you think created cancel culture? And uh, the response to this has been calls to have him canceled. And it's pretty incredible. But I do, I do love the responses to this because people are. People are really treating it like I, I don't know. It's just it's just funny to me. Again, you know, just like anything that happens when it comes to race, the easiest thing to do to understand what's actually going on is to remove yourself from the current milieu and current, you know, atmosphere and, and media landscape and just picture this like an alien coming down looking at it. And of course the easiest way to do that is just just switch the races a little bit. I just switch them around. Just, uh, just imagine some Jewish guy on Twitter going, "When I, I'm sleepy tonight, 
But when I wake up tomorrow, I'm going DEFCON 3 on black people. You better watch out. And I was just like, ah, take him off. Take him off Twitter. What's he going to do now? Oh, no, take him down. Why is he still up? Why is he still allowed to post? It's just like, let's calm down. Let's calm down here. It's just kind of a silly thing that's happening. It's not that big of a deal. People are literally, they're just like, this is, they're like, take him down. We have to, we have to stop him. Like he's literally like the Joker talking about uh, planting a bomb in a hospital or something. They're just like, we have to stop him right now. It's just like when I wake up, when I'm done being sleepy, when I've got a good night's rest, I'm going to say some stuff about these people. And so I'm like, no, no, stop him now. Including stuff like this from Steve Hofstetter. Tell me again why Britney Spears needs a conservatorship and Kanye West somehow doesn't? (laughs) What? Like, can somebody explain to me why Kanye West is allowed to make his own decisions? Like, why are we not appointing a court-ordered master to keep Kanye as a slave? I'm confused here. (laughs) He's, He's threatening to talk about Jewish people. This is unacceptable. He's just allowed to walk around and make his own purchases and have a credit card? No. No, no, he needs a conservatorship. He needs to be treated like a little baby child to prevent him from saying things. Okay. It's just uh, the extremity to pe- that people go to. I don't know. It's all just, it's all very funny to me. It's all very hilarious. I'm going to say some stuff. No, don't let him say it. Don't let him say those things. Pretty incredible. AOC says there's absolutely no room in this country or the world for anti-Semitism. It's important to see how harmful and dangerous Kanye's words are, not only to our Jewish brothers, sisters, and siblings. See what she did there? (laughs) She wanted to make sure to include those siblings that are neither brothers nor sisters. She's very inclusive. (laughs) But also our collective society at large, we must reject this trash wherever we see it. And I just... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you guys. I just can't take your performative outrage seriously when it's so selectively enforced or attributed. I just, I just can't, I just can't care. I really can't. When you, when you have literally, it's not even like you have crazy people on the left saying wild things about white people and nobody calls them out. It's like you can't turn on a commercial for Dove soap without seeing anti-white stuff in it. So it's like, and that's just a brand I pulled out of my butt. So sorry, Dove. I don't know if you've actually done anything anti-white, but it, it it's like mainstream now is the point. It's like totally normal and white people are just expected to be thankful actually for the things that are said about them. And so it's not like, it's like, yeah, okay, if you're going to stand up for anti-Semitism, you know, against anti-Semitism because you are somebody that believes that nobody should be you know, treated unfairly because of their ethnicity or their race or their religion, then I'd, I'd be in favor of what you're fighting against, the division, the, the hatred, the whatever. It's, yeah, if you're against that, I'm against it too, and we can, we can be together in this. But it's when you have a hysterical, performative – like panic attack when one one race is criticized but you 
like smile condescendingly anytime a white person's like, I, I don't think my skin color makes me bad. You're like, oh, really, sweetie? Oh, you think we should? We think you, we should, maybe you should have thought about that before you colonized Africa. You know, it's like, how am I supposed to take you seriously? You people don't care. AOC doesn't care about, you know, people being racist or ethnically biased. She, she couldn't care less. She cares when it's certain races, certain biases, certain things you're allowed to say, certain times you're allowed to be hateful and racist and bigoted and violent. But in other cases, it is an outrage that cannot be countenanced even for a moment. So it's just spare me. Just just spare us your, your performative outrage. We don't care. Like the, this is this is the landscape you have wrought. This is the bed you all you people have all made. You are the ones that have decided that everything is racialized and entire groups of people need to be demonized for the actions of their ancestors or a small number of people within that group. So it's just this is to to take a a, a Jewish fairy tale or a Jewish you know, morality play. This is the golem you've created. This is the monster that you've built. And now when it turns on you, you're like, oh, no, this isn't good. It's like, yeah, no, it's not good. It's not good. Never should have gotten this way. Never should have been allowed to proceed this far. But here we are. So I, I don't know if you expect the people that you continually demonize to care now. But, sweetie, maybe you should have thought about that before you turned everything into a racialized game, a competition for supremacy. Maybe maybe you could have listened to the white people who were saying, please stop demonizing us all the time because they're going to come for you next. Maybe, maybe you could have listened, but you didn't. So here we are. Enjoy being crushed by the golem. By the will of God and by God working through you and your support, InfoWars continues to persevere against attacks never before seen in the Western world against independent media. Thanks for keeping me in the fight. And over the years, you have come to the table. You have stepped to the plate so many times and kept InfoWars and free speech on the air, and I thank you. But now, I have my own legal bills that have reached the point that I can't pay them. And I need your support. So if you want to keep this operation moving forward, if you want to back me in this fight against the globalists, please visit SaveInfoWars.com. And SaveInfoWars.com takes you a URL at Give Sin Go for direct Alex Jones Legal Defense Fund. This whole phase of their attacks, four years in the making, is almost over. And right at the end, we're not giving up, we're not giving in, but we could give out. So please, if you support what we're doing and want to fight for liberty and freedom and justice in the future, go to SaveInfoWars.com today. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Be joined by Stuart Rhodes in the nine o'clock hour. Talk a little bit about uh, about our old friend Columbus. In the next segment, obviously we have the big attack on the bridge in Crimea that we need to talk about. Try to get to the bottom of the biggest story this weekend. 
and continues to be is Kanye West going Death Con 3 on, quote, Jewish people. I just, I'm a bit sleepy tonight. I'm sorry. That is, that is very funny. Uh, yeah, the, the response to this has been, um, has been as if it, it really is DEFCON 3, as if Kanye really is threatening to, to fire a nuke. Stop him. Stop him right now. You know, it's like, uh, it's like the scene from The Two Towers when the York has the, the torch and he's running towards the big pile of gunpowder to blow, um, blow a hole in the wall of, uh, of Helm's Deep and all the elves are shooting with arrows and he just won't stop. It's, it's like that, except uh, the torch in this case is, I don't know, anti-Semitism. And the gunpowder is Twitter. It's Kanye West. It's like, stop him. Bring him down. Stop him. He's going to do it. He's going to post words. No. <laughs> and again, again, I just can't help but like, like who cares? Just honestly, who cares? Yes, there he is. Here he is. Kanye West storming the gates of Twitter. To post his anti-Semitic thoughts. Bring him down, ADL! Bring him down, SPLC! Block him, Twitter! <laughs> here we see the... Here we see the, uh... Blue-haired Twitter employee. We can't ban him! He's too strong! <laughs> and again, it's just like... How many has DEFCON 3, folks? The alarms are sounding. People are piling food into their... Bunkers... The, their lead-lined walls will finally come in handy. It's just incredible. And, um, yeah, again, it's just, you know, it's the it's the Nick Cannon thing all over again. Where Nick Cannon is on his podcast, and he's just issuing this vile rant against white people. Where it's just, and it's just sort of the perfect example where it's just like, you know, a black entertainer. With a big platform being like white people are evil. White people are the source of all problems in the world. White people own everything and control everything for their own benefit. Whoever sitting across from is just like, yes, speak, speak truth to power. Son, this is, this is powerful stuff. I will not be moved. I'm a tree by the water. This is – but we will be free. I believe. I've seen from the mountaintop. It's just like white people are innately evil. White people don't have the magic that black people have. White people control everything. White people are the, are the manipulators of this world. It's just like, yes, and Jewish people. Whoa, whoa, hold on. What the hell are you saying? This hatred you're spreading. How dare you say these tropes about Jewish – and it's just like, all right, is it bad to talk about groups of people like that or is it only bad about certain groups of people? Do you really care? I, it doesn't seem like you actually care about hatred or about treating people fairly or anything of the sort. So I think this whole play by Kanye, I think it's a little 3D chess. I think he is making himself cancel-proof by preemptively saying, if you cancel me, it will be evidence of an anti-Semitic cons- or a Semitic conspiracy, I guess you'd say. I think, I think this is a ploy because you got to imagine – People at like the ADL 
or any of these other, you know, explicitly, specifically, outwardly, openly ethnic supremacy groups, right? Like the ADL, the ADL has like PayPal is another big story this week. Like since at least July of 2021, PayPal has used ADL, the ADL as their, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, the authority to determine who should and should not be allowed on PayPal. They have a very intricately intertwined partnership. But you gotta you gotta think if uh, Kanye West is like the Jews run the media and the Jews invented cancel culture, and then it's like, well, I mean, we don't want him saying this stuff, but but it would kind of prove him right if we just cancel him. I mean, yeah, geez, I guess so. I guess you know, what do you do? What do you do to prevent anti-Semitism when the anti-Semite is saying, if you cancel me, it will be proof. That Jews run the world and censor people who criticize them. It's like, what do you do? I don't know. I don't know. I think this is a play by Kanye West. I think it's a sophisticated psychological operation he's running to make himself uncancelable. And part of me be, is being facetious because I, I don't think that's what he's actually doing. I think he is just a very emotional dude that responds emotionally to things that are happening to him. I really don't think there's too much deeper than that. But, you know, if you watch his, uh, yes, yes, stop, is this the one from Stop Anti-Semitism, their Instagram? Just like, cancel Kanye. That should just read, prove Kanye right. Like, you don't want to do that. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to do that, do you? I don't know. Sort of put you in a, in a pickle here. Old yay. Old Yeezy. He set a trap for you where there's no way to it's a, it's a it's a Chinese finger trap. There's no good way out of it. So maybe it's incredibly sophisticated, but you know one of the ways that like if you watch the Tucker Carlson interview with Kanye West, he's saying a lot of the same stuff that people on the right have been saying for a very long time. Like he sound he's practically quoting verbatim from like Alex Jones or Nick Fuentes or any of the people who have been unpersoned by big tech already. But then he always couches it in, I'm doing this for the black community. They're trying to destroy black people in this country. Like he always frames it as being a, as him, you know, fighting back against attacks on the black community, which I think is sort of a scheme, sort of a a plan of his, like, He's like, I'm going to say all these things, and everybody else who says them gets called a white supremacist. So I'm going to say them but make it explicitly clear that I'm only concerned about the black community and that I see these attacks happening against the black community, which is a little different than what people like Alex Jones says because we know, we all know, it is is an attack against the black community. It is also an attack against the white community. It's also – here's the groundbreaker – an attack against the Jewish community. It's true. It's all of humanity that's being attacked by a small number of globalist elite and their corporate ivory towers. But you'll still be called a white supremacist for pointing out the attack. And so the way that Yeezy is framing it is as if he's standing up for for black people, which I really do think is a way to preempt the attacks against him that would typically come from the media, a media who is very quick to permit all sorts of disgusting, divisive, 
biased behavior when it's done under the guise of protecting a minority in this country. So I don't know. Maybe 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 he is really playing a little 3D chess. He's like, I don't want to be banned. So what I'll do is I'll say that if I get banned, it's proof of a Jewish conspiracy. It's like, well, dang it. Uh, sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't. West, who now goes by Ye, or is it Ye? I'm going to call him Kanye. It is Ye. All right. But he's been Yeezy. It's not Yeezy. Hmm. I'll have to get to the bottom. He's a deep old file, as they used to say. <laughs> uh, he's not posted on Twitter since the 2020 U.S. elections. Only returning once to his Instagram account was restricted after he posted screenshots of an argument. Uh, with hip hop world's uh, hip hop star Sean Combs, also known as Puff Daddy or Diddy or P Diddy or Puff Puff Diddley. Ladies and gentlemen, the biggest sale of 2022 is now live at InfoWarsStore.com. It's the InfoWars Store Super Sale. 40 to 50% off all products in the store. Survival Shield X3, sold out for almost six months. Back in stock, 50% off. Brain Force Ultra, back in stock, 50% off. Brain Force Plus, back in stock, 50% off. DNA Force Plus, back in stock, 50% off. Physic Magnesium, both of the highest quality types of magnesium. Nobody else has got that. 50% off. Organic Greens Fiber Caps, highest quality, 50% off. Supermill Vitality, Fuel Vitality, 50% off. Ultimate Crayola, back in stock, 40% off. Knockout Sleep Support, 40% off. It goes on and on. Vitamin D3 Gummies, 40% off. Vasobeats, 40% off. Ultimate Fish Oil, 40% off. You need to do this for your immune system this fall and winter. Plus, it funds the InfoWar. Thank you for your support. The only way you lose is not going to InfoWarStore.com and getting 40 to 50% off on all these amazing products. One of the ways that your audience, you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency donations, right? Yes. Infowars.com forward slash crypto. That will end up as a clip on your show tonight. Objection. Your advertisement for your cryptocurrency page. People care about the First Amendment. And in the cryptocurrency, the cryptocurrency page, people can give you in Bitcoin. Yes. Yes. Ethereum, right? Yes. As well as XRP, Monero, Litecoin, USD coin, Dogecoin, and Stellar. This is it. Give crypto, fund InfoWars. Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Thanks to your donations and your support at InfoWarsStore.com, InfoWars is able to broadcast free worldwide, combating the lies of the Great Reset. Give crypto, fund InfoWars. Donate now, InfoWars.com forward slash crypto. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to hold off on taking your calls until probably about halfway through the next hour since we will be joined by Stuart Rhodes in the next hour about his trial the first week that has taken place. It is, of course, Columbus Day. So we want to we talk about the great man, Christopher Columbus. Because he really was. It's really undeniable. I think one of the things that uh, 
we've lost in this country and really the West in general is even the idea of like destiny or I, I don't I don't really know how to explain it. But it's almost like it's almost like people don't get that things had to happen for us to get to where we are now. It's like people think that all of this would have just happened even if all of the people who made things happen didn't exist. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to explain. But, you know, in my opinion, the takeover of America by Europeans was kind of meant to happen. It was kind of destiny made manifest. But it never would have happened if not for Christopher Columbus. Like it happened in just the right time period. To, to have the outcome that it had. But at the same time, you look at the behavior of the – especially the Spaniards once they got to the New World, and it's utterly deplorable. But, of course, you're grading on a curve. This was I mean, 1492. Like it wasn't even the 1500s yet. They were still – if you look at what Europe was like back then or the, what the world was like, I mean this was a time period where, again, entire – Islands were depopulated in the British Isles or like the entire coastline of Ireland was abandoned because anybody that lives on the coast would be at risk of waking up one day to have your village stormed by Moorish pirates kidnapping everyone in your village and selling them in slave markets in North Africa. Like it was just a brutal and horrific time. And so when the Spaniards landed in the New World, they brought that that practice with them and i was listening to a hardcore history episode about this he has two he has two episodes about slavery one's called addicted to bondage that was the one i was listening to is the other more recent one and again you hear the way that these islands were just basically depopulated and you realize it it strikes you as reminiscent of well to be honest the great reset essentially you have all these innocent people who have lived their lives forever on an island you know behaving in a certain way acting in a certain way and then you have this outside force that is more powerful and they want to impose their way of life on the indians that were there the natives that had no had no problem with the way their lives were going at the time. But the Spanish decided actually we need to be compensated for the investment that we made in taking this trip. So we're going to have to grow sugarcane or grow tobacco or grow any other cash crop. And so they would go out and kidnap Amerindians or whatever the politically correct term is. And take them to work on their fields, but the Indians weren't going to go along with that. And also the sicknesses like completely ravaged the people. And so what did the Spaniards do instead of trying to you know, be a 
beneficent or benevolent or beneficial influence on the less developed nations in the Amerindians? Did they try to you know, help them in any way? Did they show them the blessings of modernity with the, the scientific advancements that the Spanish brought with them? No, they said you work for us as slaves or we'll kill you and find slaves that will. And that's where the transatlantic trade began because the slaves from Africa were better slaves, I guess you could say. I mean, it sounds crazy, but there's a lot of things to suggest this. For example, a lot of the slaves from Africa were originally captured in conflict, captured in war of some sort. So they were warriors. So they had been trained in some way to you know, operate in formation, to take orders, to do all this sort of stuff. That would be very handy if you want to keep somebody as a slave. It's good to have them already, you know, accustomed to taking orders and, you know, working as part of a group, being being dehumanized in that way. There's other parts about, uh, you know, the Amerindians had no concept of and no uh, practice with horses, whereas the Africans had long been horse warriors, so... You know, if you were going to have horses on your farm, it was better to have African slaves because they could handle the horses where the Amerindians didn't know how to deal with horses and a lot of times were freaked out by them and didn't want to have anything to do with them. So again, I mean, yeah, back in the 1500s, we can look back now and see the evil that was done. But are we capable of seeing the same evil take place nowadays with today's morality underpinning it? I mean, look at what's happening in the Netherlands. Look at what's happening in Canada or all over Europe with farmers being forced off of their land so that they can be purchased up and people from other countries can be brought in because they better service the people in power. I mean, sure, there's not actual slavery now. It's not people actually in chains being dragged across the ocean. It's instead you know, refugee migrant caravans that are coming. But it really is in a lot of ways the same tactics being used in the same – for the same purpose, right? Sure, the Dutch people aren't bothering anybody. They're just farmers like they have been for gener- generation upon generation for a thousand years. Their families have tilled the land and grown food and then here come the conquistadors, the World Economic Forum to say actually – we think we can use your land for something better. And just like the Amer Indians, the Dutch are given a choice. You come along and be a slave for us or we kill you and replace you with a foreigner that serves our purposes better. I mean the Great Reset, the Great Reset 2.0, the first Great Reset was 1492, was transforming the peaceful paradise-like islands of the Caribbean into the horrific slave plantations of the Spanish Empire. And I just wonder if, you know, you were to go back into the 1500s and said, what is going on here? This is bad. If you'd be called a conspiracy theorist, if you'd be called preventing progress from moving forward, an old old stick in the mud, an Amerindian supremacist that has to be put down. So again, you know, Columbus 
Like he didn't discover America. Well, he did for Europeans. I mean, it's, is this really that hard to understand? <laughs> There's no concept of a gigantic, like almost equal in size set of continents that were completely unknown before and they were discovered by Christopher Columbus, which opened up the gates to European settlement. And that's what discovering means. It means it was there already, but you were the group of people you're involved with. And in this case, the network of people that made up the so-called known world at the time didn't know existed. And Columbus went out and found it. But again, I think it's pretty deplorable what they did to the Indians that were there. Same time, you read some of their accounts about what they discovered when they met the Indians. And, well, you can justify a lot when the people that you're fighting against are, are cannibals. Let's just say that. But again, the, the great – the landing of of spaniards on the island of or on the island of hispaniola or any of the caribbean islands was really just the 14 15th century version of the great reset of these enlightened empowered technologically advanced rulers coming in and completely remaking the way of life for the people beneath them with absolutely no concern about the quality of life for the people underneath them, only that the people beneath them do as they say or be killed and replaced by foreigners who will be more complicit. Think about a world without InfoWars. Just take a moment and sit back and think about all the incredible guests and callers and stories we've broken together, this family that is InfoWars. Think about how InfoWars is cited by Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson and Bolsonaro and other foreign leaders like Nigel Farage as being the main impetus towards firing up their main base to defeat the New World Order. The only reason humanity is still in the fight today is because the viewers and listeners of this broadcast have taken action and supported this show. I don't take the credit. I give you the credit. And now InfoWars is facing its darkest hours. It isn't going to give up. Without your support, we can be shut down. Please go to SaveInfoWars.com today. SaveInfoWars.com today and donate for our legal defense fund. New vaccine with a new approach. For most Americans, that means one COVID-19 shot once a year each fall. If it sounds familiar, it's because it is. The White House has been comparing it to the annual flu shot. Now, more than 200 million people are eligible to get a booster from Pfizer and Moderna. But questions remain over how many actually will get it. They intended to never stop the lockdowns in Australia, Canada, Europe, you name it. The country's zero COVID strategy came at a cost. Melbourne, capital of Victoria State, had six lockdowns. Only those who've received the jab are allowed to visit restaurants, gyms and most stores. No people's freedoms have been uh, taken away. Uh, Some people have willingly thrown it away. Uh, Very restrictive on movement and everything. It's pretty much like an open-air prison here in Australia. But I said in December, I could metaphysically, intellectually, economically, culturally see it. I said... We've won this round of the fight, but barely. We're bloodied, but we're awake now, and we got a chance. 
This is not some accidental thing. These aren't just uh, companies that uh, mean well, that screwed up and all this garbage. These are individuals that are using this to take over the planet. I, I see already that it's checkmate. The only question that's still a variable is how much carnage and what will be the body count of the innocent until we get to that point. The numbers mirror Israel, they mirror Europe, they mirror areas of Asia that keep the statistics and show it. Taiwan, the number of people dying after their COVID vaccination is exceeding the number of deaths from the virus itself. And if you look, the peak of taking the poison shots was in December of 2021. Since then, there is a 99% rejection. 99. By late May, there will be enough vaccine for every American who wants one. The problem is, millions don't. Well, I'm not getting the vaccine because I'm honestly not scared of the virus. I don't trust the vaccine um, at all. Polls suggest a large number of Americans will refuse a vaccine. Most of them are Republicans, supporters of former President Donald Trump. How some groups would not want to do it for reasons that I just don't understand. Even if it doesn't prevent you from getting COVID, I'm double boosted. I got it myself here just the last week or so. It, may, it makes the symptoms a lot less severe. It gets you back on, on duty. A survey by the Kaiser Family Foundation found 29% of the healthcare workers question likely would not get the vaccine. Why did you decide to put your livelihood on the line? I felt that what they were doing, what they have done, is they've basically held for ransom your your health insurance, your benefits, your livelihood, your career in some cases. So they've gone from having a helpless population that believed every word they were saying and massive uptake of this garbage that erases your immune system and doesn't protect you. And now the CDC is saying, oh, we made big mistakes. It doesn't protect you. We lied to you, but it was for your own good. We made some pretty public mistakes and we need to own them. The CDC says the review found the agency's COVID guidance was confusing and overwhelming. We have the CDC document from 2000 and others where they said it isn't going to work and it's going to cause massive heart attacks, heart swelling, blood clots, infertility, strokes, the list goes on and on. I'm one of the few people along with my 3,500 experts who have looked at the Pfizer documents. And yeah. I can tell you, they knew from a month after the rollout yeah. that they did not work. Yeah. So the reason I say mass murder with such calmness is that if, if and not only that, the FDA knew, because at the yeah. bottom of these documents, it says FDA confidential. The FDA has custody of these 50,000 documents that Pfizer was forced to reveal. So they knew that it, they didn't work. They knew three months in that 1,200 people were dead, yeah. four of them the day they were injected, and they kept going. They knew in April April of last no. year that children's hearts were being damaged a week after the injection and they kept going. 99 plus percent reduction in people taking it. Now what happens when 99% say no? All the intimidation, all the threats that people been under in healthcare and government and the military being tortured with this and seeing their friends and family get sick and die, they say, you know what, screw you, everybody's on my side, and you have that tipping point, that turning point. This is spectacularly positive news, and this information from this show needs to be clipped out and needs to be spread to the four winds, because this is victory. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.com.
Video. Ladies and gentlemen, second hour has begun here on American Journal, InfoWars.com. Remember, InfoWarsStore.com is where you go to support us. And today is the last day of the InfoWars Store Super Sale with up to 50% off plus two times Patriot points on practically all of our best-selling products. Things like Super Male Vitality, Survival Shield X3, Brain Force Plus, Brain Force Ultra, DNA Force Plus, Vitamin D3, Vitamin Mineral Fusion, Alpha Power, and Fizzy Magnesium. All of these on sale, and it's your last day to get these for up to 50% off. Survival Shield X3 is back in 50% off as well. You can always go to 1776coin.com to purchase one of the keepsake coins, the collector coins. On sale now, the Man in the Arena coin. You also have Ultimate Krill Oil, 40% off. Just incredible products at rock-bottom prices. And best of all, it keeps us on air and keeps us fighting this, fighting against this globalist assault against all the world's humanity. And we appreciate you doing that. We are connecting with Stuart Rhodes. Of course, it's always a little bit of a, a bumpy road to get him on because we... Well, we can't call him, and his time is not his own, as he is currently a political prisoner behind bars, kept in solitary confinement, and he's now on trial for sedition and conspiracy. Story from Yahoo News, Oath Keepers January 6th trial set to resume. Far-right Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes and several other group members are charged with seditious conspiracy in relation to the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. The high-profile trial – says trail here, but that's all right. It's just Yahoo News – resumes this week as the defendants face decades in prison if convicted. New York Times has a story. Oath Keepers leader urged Trump to invoke the Insurrection Act. The letter was shown to the jury at the seditious conspiracy trial of Stuart Rhodes and Force Subordinates. It showed the intensity of their efforts to stop the transfer of presidential power. That's right. The jury was shown a, a open letter that Stuart Rhodes wrote to everybody and published on the internet for everybody to read. But they're treating this as if this is a secret scheme behind the scenes when everything they've covered so far – Stuart Rose was completely open about because this might be hard for people to understand. It was totally illegal, totally legal what he was doing. If it was illegal. Uh, they probably wouldn't have waited a year and a half to arrest him. In December of 2020, hours after the Electoral College cast its votes for Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., Stuart Rhodes, the leader of the Oath Keepers Militia, posted a letter on his website urging President Donald J. Trump to undertake a series of unprecedented and possibly illegal moves to stay in office, telling Trump that the country was at war with communist China and a secret army of willing American agents. Mr. Rhodes beseeched the president to invoke the Insurrection Act, a more than two centuries old law that he believed would give Mr. Trump the power to call up the National Guard and militias like his own to suppress the coup that was seeking to unseat him. And then Trump didn't, and then he was unseated. That's how it worked. So we now have Mr. Rhodes on the line calling in from 
the political prison, the Gulag in Washington, D.C. Stuart Rhodes is the founder of the Oath Keepers, a nonpartisan association of current and formerly serving military, police, and first responders who pledge to fulfill the oath all military and police take to, quote, defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. The website is, of course, OathKeepers.com. Thank you so much for calling in, Stuart. Good morning, Harrison. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, your next week of... The trial is about to begin. Last week was the first week of your trial. How did it go? Just tell people, give people the the update as to where the case is now. Well, right now it's the government's presentation of their case, and they've been parading um, FBI witnesses for the most part, and uh, a couple others, but mostly FBI agents. What's what's really um, what I want to make sure is clear to the public is that your right to free speech, you think you're. Uh, constitutionally protected free speech rights and the First Amendment um, are not really a shield. Because what they're doing with us is they're criminalizing free speech. They're parading in front of the jury all of my text messages, anything that I said about the election, um, anything I said about the Insurrection Act, anything I said about how we're heading for a civil war in this country. And if Trump does not um, do what he can now as commander-in-chief to expose the the corruption in in our government, then we the people will have to fight for our, for our liberty. Now, all that's, all that's protected free speech. There's a case called Brandenburg, Brandenburg versus Ohio that lays out a standard that so long as you're not inciting imminent unlawful violence that's likely to actually occur, that your speech is protected. It was a case of a KKK rally, and a very strident KKK speaker, um, but the court sided with free speech, even for the KKK, and said, hey, as long as you're not inciting actual imminent violence, it's protected speech. Well, that standard is now being circumvented by all they, all they have to do now is allege a conspiracy, a non-existent conspiracy, and then trot out your statements, your, your otherwise protected free speech statements, as evidence of your quote-unquote state of mind in support of the conspiracy charge. That's what they're doing to me. So even when we raise First Amendment issues with the judge, he says, well, he's not being um, on trial for his speech, but he's being on trial for conspiracy, and, and the and the speeches uh, goes to his state of mind. That's the uh, Alice in Wonderland circumvention of the First Amendment. So, I mean, am I wrong? Like, when I think of conspiracy, when I think of something like this, like, it reminds me of if somebody is charged for murder for hire, right? If they go out and, and tell somebody, I want you to kill this person, and then that person goes out and do it. You arrest the person because they use the words to ins- to bring about the violence, right? Uh, so this, But this is like right. s- somebody gets killed or somebody gets murdered, and they say, well, you have text message saying you didn't like the guy, so therefore that's your state of mind. You wanted him dead, and so now you're a part well, of this. Well, it's, it's even worse than that. There's, there's, no, there's no dead person. There's no body. Right. <laughs> also, yes, also very <laughs> true. So, so they're they're creating a, a conspiracy to do something that that didn't happen. Um, of course, the one it's a lot to unpack, but but one part of it is is they're so anti-Trump, you know, orange man bad that anybody who's encouraging Trump to do anything is labeled a criminal and an insurrectionist and uh, and a seditionist. And that's what we're seeing with Eastman and others who are trying to advise the president on what he could and could not do, right? right. Giving him political advice. So they're, they're criminalizing not just my free speech, but also just legal and, and political advice and advocacy. And it's being done across the, the spectrum. It's not, no accident. But you'll see that coming up, I'm sure, in prosecutions about the, you know, the, the, the quote-unquote fake electorate slates and, and attempts to get the uh, states to, to go back and... and 
and uh, decertify their electorate, which is what I was, what I was advocating also, by the way. The states had one last chance to fix this by decertifying their, their unconstitutional and illegal electoral slates that didn't follow Article 2 because the state laws were, were directly violated by executive and judicial fiat, all the things I've talked about before on your show. But there were people who were advocating for the same thing. But this is so Alice in Wonderland about this, and so Orwellian, is that they did violate the Constitution grossly. And across the country, you know, the fruit of the, fruit of the poisonous tree, once you violate the Constitution, whatever else you're doing doesn't make a difference. And you can't certify an unconstitutional election. That's the point a lot of people were making. That was the point of that, that they, the Supreme Court case that the court ducked, the one from Texas to uh, Pennsylvania, under the court's original jurisdiction, was about that issue. It's like, hey, this is, this is not constitutional. But because the court ducked it, and didn't didn't do it did in 2000, Bush v. Gore did not address the case. The court threw us into this this uh, constitutional crisis. So you had people running around. Well, what do we do now? And what, so the the short term remedy would have been for the states to decertify. But even that advocacy of what the states could, by constitutional power, do, even that advocacy is seen as criminal and will be criminalized and prosecuted. Watch, it's going to happen. Uh, it's completely insane. I mean, you keep using. You know, words like Alice in Wonderland, and it, it really is like Alice in Wonderland or The Matrix or some – I mean I, I can just imagine how you're feeling now being at the center of this right. this maelstrom of just fantasy world that has no relation to uh, to the real world at all or reality itself. We have the story, and we'll cover it more on the other side. Delaware Supreme Court this weekend found vote-by-mail and same-day registration unconstitutional. So there you go. More evidence to exactly what Stuart Rhodes is saying. More Stuart Rhodes on the other side. Don't go anywhere, folks. It's the First Amendment's hanging in the balance. It's our best seller. We first came out with it five years ago, and it was a moderate seller. But as folks tried vitamin mineral fusion and experienced the way it made them feel and how healthy it made them, it has become our number one overall bestseller. And it's been sold out for a while, but it's finally back in stock. Vitamin Mineral Fusion doesn't just supercharge your immune system, but it helps every cellular function of the body. It has all the minerals, all the key amino acids, all of the essential vitamins that you need to live and be healthy. Essential means without these things, you die. And so much of the food is debased. There's so many chemicals in the environment. It is critical to bolster our body's defenses with a product like this. Now, there are other great vitamin mineral products out there. But this is amongst the very best, and it's a low price, and it funds the info war. So the only way you lose is not taking action today, getting Vitamin Mineral Fusion, finally back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 50% off. Vitamin Mineral Fusion, back in stock, InfoWarsStore.com. Why don't we talk about cryptocurrency? Okay. Because one of the ways that your audience, you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency donations, right? Yes. And you have a page on your website that's just for cryptocurrency donations, right? Infowars.com forward slash crypto. Is that a little advertisement just there? Well, we're fighting the deep state. We need money. All right. This is it. Give crypto. Fund Infowars. Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, right? That will end up as a clip on your show tonight. Your advertisement for your cryptocurrency page. You know... I mean, I mean, people want to keep us in the fight. So I, I, I mean, I hope whoever the big whales are, they'll give us money before we keep going. We'll just keep, we'll just keep minting money as you're in this courtroom. Objection. Objection. All right, let's move on. No, I mean, and people care about the First Amendment. And- you're listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at Band Video. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I have on the line with me Stuart Rhodes, founder of the Oath Keepers and political prisoner of the current illegitimate regime. Now, we mentioned this before going to break, but Delaware Online has the story. The Delaware Supreme Court on Friday struck down recent vote-by-mail and same-day voter registration legislation overturning a signature achievement by Governor uh, John Carney and Democrat lawmakers. The court's decision comes a month ahead of the November 8th general election, and while the Department of Elections was preparing to send ballots to voters on October 10th. The ruling means this will not happen, and Delaware will return to its more limited pre-pandemic voting setup where one must vote in person and have an excuse to vote absentee, and one must register weeks in advance. So I know we don't have unlimited time uh, with you, Mr. Rhodes, and I know you know you don't you aren't even control of your own time. So I, I want to focus on on what's important here. But this is really the the basis to our opposition to the election. I imagine your opposition to the election results of 2020. A lot of it was predicated on mail in ballots and completely arbitrarily changing the entire electoral system totally illegally, unconstitutionally in what what amounted to a national coup against president trump i mean like are you able to argue this in court are you able to even make uh, the case that what you were doing we'll we'll see i I don't want to go too much into my trial strategy i haven't had a chance to testify yet so you know let's wait and see what i'm what i do on the stand so you know but but yes that, that that was my from the start that was my objection was not just that we know there was fraud, you know, like our general counsel, Kelly Sorrell, saw um, evidence of fraud with her own eyes when she was an observer right. with uh, lawyers for Trump in, in, uh, in, in Detroit. It's not just that. It's the, it's, the bed, it's the bedrock principle that you must follow the Constitution. And Article 2 is very clear that the electors will be selected in the manner established by the state legislature you know, for the, for the uh, Electoral College. That is a constitutional text. It's plain. It doesn't say anything about the executive branch of any state or the judicial branch. It leaves no room and no room or role for any other branch other than the legislature. And so, what happened across the country is, I think, at least half the states um, you had you had the normal rules, the normal laws, directly violated by executive branch um, election officials or through judicial fiat. The Supreme Court, I think it was the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania was one case. They just rewrote the rules to fit their um, idea of what should be the new laws for, for COVID. Right. And that's what made it unconstitutional. And that's what Texas was suing Pennsylvania about and joined by, I think, about 23 other states. And that was the case that was going before the Supreme Court under its original jurisdiction to be tried by the Supreme Court. Because whenever two states sue each other, it's the Supreme Court that is the trial court. Nobody else. So the Supreme Court had no um, no discretion to duck it, as Alito and Thomas pointed out. But the rest of the justices, you know, led by Roberts, went ahead and just ducked their own responsibility to hear the case and settle it. And like I said, unlike in 2000 with Bush v. Gore, they just uh, skated over their own responsibility and left it hanging out there. And that's why you have this constitutional crisis. And now you see, like this case out of Delaware, you're seeing that, you know, now you're starting to see cleanup after the fact of, yes, that actually was unconstitutional. Yes, that actually was unlawful. And now we're going to try to fix it for the next, for the next, for the midterms. That's all you can do now. But yes, that's why I told people that the speech I gave, uh, I gave a recording to be played for the J6 rally they held uh, two weeks ago. I said, look, you need to understand and always hold to this. You had a legitimate grievance on January the 6th. You had a legitimate reason to be protesting because you did have an unconstitutional election. It really was a coup. Absolutely. 
It, it absolutely was. And even even beyond the election, you had General Mark Milley and Nancy Pelosi conspiring to deprive Donald Trump of his authority as the president, basically saying, well, we've decided he doesn't deserve. I mean, that is by definition a coup. So Again, it's amazing. They they did perform a coup. They did, and it's been successful thus far. I mean, we're two years into their their coup regime, their junta that we're operating under. Uh, but people like yourself are accused of trying to perform a coup by actually trying to follow the Constitution. And again, the evidence right. they're using for this is what your your text messages saying we have to fight, we have to uh, fight back. We have enemies in Washington D.C. I mean, I say that stuff every day on air. Yes. Under the assumption that right. I had protection under the First Amendment, that's not so much the case right. anymore. Well, that's, that's my point. That's what I want to warn people about is that, you know, I knew where the lines in Brandenburg were. You know, I'm a Yale Law graduate. We studied that case when I was in law school. You know, I know that you can, you can talk about, like I have many, many times, and hey, you know, the way we're going, the trajectory we are on is either, you know, 1984-style Orwellian dictatorship or we'll have to fight. Mm-hmm. Now, there are things you can do in between there try to fix things you know, politically if you can. When, when, when Trump was in, we tried to get him to do things like the mass declassification and data dump. I thought that was the most peaceful way to take down the deep state was to expose all of the corruption. That's how they control people, right? That's how they control people and also how they, how they shelter them is all of the dirt is hidden from the public unless the person misbehaves and then they get exposed. That's how they're controlled. I mean, Jagger Hoover did that. That's why he was in, in office for life in the FBI. You know, that no one, no one dared to cross him because he had files on everyone. Well, now our modern, uh, modern electronic surveillance system, it's even more uh, powerful. They can, they can just take down anybody they want. So I wanted Trump to go ahead and, and use his absolute power to declassify documents to go in and seize the data held by the NSA, CIA, FBI, etc., and expose all the corruption in both major parties. I thought that was the, the easiest and simplest and cleanest and, and um, you know least violent way to expose and take down the deep state. I think I was right. But that's probably why I'm sitting where I'm sitting. <laughs> no, I mean it's it does. It always amazes me that you're still able to laugh at, at all this because they've done everything they can to destroy your life. And and I mean you're, right. you're literally sitting in. I mean it's just terrific what they've done to you, and it's always inspiring. You know your attitude about it, just knowing that you've done the right thing. It, it goes to show, you know, that really, if you know, it's like they say, if you never lie, you never have to remember anything, right? It's like if you if you never right. do anything wrong, you never have to feel shame or guilt about where you are, since you you know you know that that you are on the righteous path and that we're right. being led by the satanic cabal that sees you as the enemy because you represent something good and constitutional and all of it. Uh, we're going to continue to talk to Stuart on the other side. We're going to go to break here in just a second. But, Stuart, how can people support you? Uh, where do you want to send them? Like, just how can people f- follow what's going on in the trial and uh, and support you in your attempt to, well, they can to go save to, your life? Um, they can go to PatriotsLegalDefense.org, and that's a website that's a fundraiser for, for all J6 defendants. Um, but there are updates from me every now and again on there. And um, I'm here at the Alexandria, Virginia jails where I'm at. And I do get letters of support. Those are always those are always cool. I get I get every now and again people write me. Uh, that's that's always welcome. So they can write me here at the at the jail if they want to. So <laughs> okay, and they just have to they just have to put Stuart Rhodes and find the address for the jail and and send off a letter. Yeah, that way. yeah, I can, I can give it to you after the next break if you want. I can give you the address. Okay, uh, and then that website one more time is Patriots Legal Defense. Yeah. Say it again. Yes, PatriotsLegalDefense.org. 
PatriotsLegalDefense.org. Okay. Because right. uh, obviously. And, and the prisoner's record on Telegram, run by, by Juan Kwan, is an awesome um, support network. The folks going to have to look that up on Telegram. It's, uh, uh, let us say, prisoner's record. Yeah, prisoner's record. And Juan Kwan is an awesome guy. He's a really good friend and, and a big supporter. And um, he fled from, from communist Vietnam when, when the South fell. Him and his family fled. There were both people. That's his heritage. He knows exactly where this is going. And he's a very strident um, defender of, of freedom. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, I wanted to let people know where they support you. First, we'll be back to talk more about Stuart Rhodes and see what's coming up with his trial this week as it continues. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, the biggest sale of 2022 is now live at InfoWarsStore.com. It's the InfoWars Store Super Sale. 40 to 50% off all products in the store. Survival Shield X3, sold out for almost six months. Back in stock, 50% off. Brain Force Ultra, back in stock, 50% off. Brain Force Plus, back in stock, 50% off. DNA Force Plus, back in stock, 50% off. Physic Magnesium, both of the highest quality types of magnesium. Nobody else has got that. 50% 50% off. Organic Greens Fiber Caps, highest quality, 50% off. Super Metal Vitality, Fuel Vitality, 50% off. Ultimate Crayola, back in stock, 40% off. Knockout Sleep Support, 40% off. It goes on and on. Vitamin D3 Gummies, 40% off. Vasobeats, 40% off. Ultimate Fix Oil, 40% off. You need to do this for your immune system this fall and winter. Plus, it funds the InfoWar. Thank you for your support. The only way you lose is not going to InfoWarStore.com and getting 40 to 50% off on all these amazing products. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have on the line with us Stuart Rhodes, founder of The Oath Keepers, who is currently in trial seditious conspiracy the evidence they're using are well letters that he posted publicly online for everybody to read that laid out the legal path that trump could use to actually expose the deep state and ensure fair elections moving forward it's just incredible uh, tell us Stuart, since there you know this isn't your alex jones style trial where there's cameras in the room live streaming everything what has the last week of trial been like and what do you expect in this next week as you uh, go back into trial tomorrow? There's a break, obviously, today because of Columbus Day. But how's the trial been last week, and what do you expect this week? Uh, more of the same. They're going to keep on you know, you misquoting. What they do is they'll take a snippet. They had an FBI agent get up there, and, and they'll show a text message that I sent to one person like in one month, like say in November of 2020. Then below that will be a text message to somebody else in December. And below that will be something I said, you know, late December. They just, they just take little tiny snippets out of conversations that have no relation to each other, and they just parade them in front of the jury of, here he is, you know, using the term civil war, and here he is talking about, you know, they won't respect us until we bring rifles to Washington, D.C. I was talking about Congress. All of that is heated rhetoric, this heated political rhetoric that I've been doing for years. You can go back and look at any of my speeches, any of my interviews with Alex, you know, I use strident language because I, you know, I'm very passionate about what I believe in. I got strong beliefs and I'm very passionate about them. 
but I don't cross the line from protected free speech into unprotected incitement of, of imminent violence. But the jury is not told that. They've been given no instruction on the First Amendment. All they all they hear is this FBI agent, you know, very solemnly, here's Mr. Rhodes saying this, and is that's a statement from Mr. Rhodes. Yes, in fact, that was posted by him, you know. So they laid all this out, and in the jury's head, I'm sure, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, there's all these horrible things he's saying. These are, you know, he's definitely guilty. <laughs> so that's what they're doing. So my, my caution to people out there is you should not self-censor, should not shut up. You should keep on talking and speaking truth to power and, you know, doing what you can to save this country. But once you've spoken in a text message to, to somebody, whether it's a friend, uh, family, in a chat with other people, once it's gone beyond its usefulness, delete it. Or set your phone, you know, if you're on Signal, which I recommend you use almost entirely, um, set it for disappearing messages after a certain point. But once you've conveyed the information you want to convey to another person, why leave it out there for the Gestapo, I mean the FBI, why leave it out there for them to come back in later on and use to parade out of context in front of a jury? So delete it. Yeah, and and again, I mean, we are sort of in this... uh damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of thing where it's like they're trying to use your speech against you. So they're trying to destroy your ability to have protection under the First Amendment. And it's like, so does that mean that we should all be careful and and not say the things that we're thinking because they might be used against us? Or do we understand that this is the new landscape that we're in and just be careful about the way that we're talking? I mean, it's putting us in a very uncomfortable position vis-a-vis the the first amendment i mean you know i get up here and i speak my mind and i say stuff and use strident languages as you said and you know i do it under the understanding that i have a first amendment and i'm allowed to say things that do not cross the line as you're pointing out and i mean that's going away so how do we preserve that Stuart? like how do we keep how do we keep this up when we see what's happening to you and we realize it starts with you, but they're not going to be satisfied once they get Stuart Rhodes's scalp, and God forbid right. they, they even achieve that. Uh, but no, this is the beginning. They're setting a precedent with you that we're all going to fall under. Right. And so, you know, the, the people that are most vulnerable are those like like us, the Oath Keepers. I've got, you know, four other, four other co-defendants, and, and there's also a next batch coming of even more Oath Keepers. Um, so you had a kind of like a Reese's peanut butter cup, you know, and chocolate and peanut butter mixed together. So you had my, my, you know, strident political speech and a lot of the comments made by my co-defendants. That's one thing. And then you had, some of them did go in the Capitol. You know, they, on that day, they went in on their, on their own volition, no plan, no direction from me, but they went in. So those two facts combined together are, are what kind of uh, is, exposed us to this, this persecution. That's, that's, the, that's the clearest highest risk is when you're out doing things uh, in the street and protesting and people go and, and do stuff that you had not even planned to, to, to do that it's going to expose you. But the lower threshold would be on that would be anybody who is even in D.C. on January the 6th. If they're trying to criminalize them as well. Or anybody who supported the rally, who gave financial aid to it, and any of the organizers for the rally. They're starting to go after all of these people also. The J6 Select Committee is issuing subpoenas to all the, all the rally organizers so don't think to yourself, well, so long as someone in my group doesn't, you know, screw up and do something like like, like blunder into the Capitol on J6, we'll be okay. I would not say that's true. Look what they're doing to Eastman, right? Mm-hmm. They're going after people who are giving the president just simple legal advice. They're criminalizing that also. 
And so it's, you're not going to save yourself by just sitting at home, let's put it that way. Um, so I think, I think Americans should speak out. I think we should follow social media's advice, which is live not by lies. First thing is don't repeat the lie. You know, speak the truth. And I think we need to speak the truth. But just do so with a, with a clear, clear-eyed understanding that you are vulnerable to being, being oppressed. But I think it's, I think it's frankly a, a badge of honor. And you need to be willing to go to jail. I think Americans need to lose their fear of being indicted or, or put in prison. Um, when you have a dictatorship, you're going to have dissidents. And if you're going to have anybody standing up for freedom, some of you are going to go to jail. And some of you are going to go, are going to, go to prison. But just like Nelson Mandela was willing to go to jail for, for life, and he, won't, he did 20 years, you have to be willing to do, to do that. You have to be willing to, to take the hit if you're, if you're um, a person who's, who's a freedom fighter and is standing up for rights. Because if you don't, then what, what you become as a slave. Become, like Solzhenitsyn said at the end of his essay, Live Not Thy Lies, he said here, this is our path, the easiest and most accessible one, which takes into account our inherent cowardice already well-rooted. And it is much easier, it's dangerous even to say this, than the sort of civil disobedience which Gandhi advocated. So he's just saying, look, just, just don't repeat the lie. That's his main point. Don't repeat the lie. But if you, if you don't do this, and if you sit down and shut up and repeat the lies, then why should cattle have the gifts of freedom? Their heritage from generation to generation is the bell, yoke, and the lash. Mm. So you either stand up now and be willing to take the hit, or just, just submit and be a slave. That's your choice. So I think I think you just stand up and take the hit, but I think you should, should do it smart. You know, just realize, like I said, everything you say can and will be used against you. And once you've you know once you've communicated something, and it's no longer useful to you to have it just floating out there in the ether, delete it. Yeah. Don't give them. Why, why preserve it for the secret police? You have, you're under no obligation to preserve your old text messages for the Gestapo. So don't do it. Right, and of course, you know it's impossible to ignore the sheer coincidence of the fact that your trial is going on at the same time that the civil trial against Donald or against uh, Alex Jones is going on. I mean, they are really coming after the First Amendment, and and that's not hyperbole. That's not overstating the case. They're, however they can, they will destroy your ability to speak up against the regime, whether by charging you with conspiracy based on what other people may or may not have done or by you know allowing people to sue you into oblivion. I mean, it, people don't understand. People need to stand up for Alex Jones. They need to stand up for Stuart Rhodes. You need to stop this now and not let it spiral out of control and not go, well, well, these guys, I mean, they maybe they deserve it and we'll get the next act. No, you stand up now for the rights of everybody or you lose them for everybody. Uh, we only have about a, a minute left here, Stuart, but again, if they want to support Stuart and all of the January 6th prisoners, political prisoners in the Gulag, the website is patriotslegaldefense.org. That's patriotslegaldefense.org. And you can find news about all this on Telegram. Uh, just search Prisoner's Record, and it's the first one that uh, that pops up. And we'll be back on the other side uh, with Stuart Rhodes. And uh, I don't know uh, how have you feel. How have you felt like the uh, how have you felt like the right wingers and and free speech advocates have been uh, supporting you? Have they been doing a good job? With few exceptions, no. That's right. that's the problem. Well, let's, that's part of the that's part of the that's part of the manipulation. I, I completely agree, and I, I want to touch on that on the other side because I think it's despicable what people on our side have done to you, and we will all pay the price if we don't back Stuart Rhodes in this fight to retain our constitutional rights. It's the fourth coin that we've released in the last year 
and I believe the most powerful, the man in the arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt. Citizen of a republic, the man in the arena. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence in the world. It will never be made again. And it's not just an amazing historic coin. It funds the information war against the globalist. This is something you want to hand down to your grandchildren. This is something you want to own. And as a fundraiser, it is funding the information war against the globalist. Ladies and gentlemen, 10,000 coins are available. They'll sell out very quickly. Please be part of history. And thank you all for your support. You can go to 1776coin.com or you can go to patriotcollectibles.com and secure this coin. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence and it funds the info war. Man in the Arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt, 1776coin.com. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This will be our last segment with Stuart Rhodes, founder of The Oath Keepers, currently on trial for seditious conspiracy with a number of other Oath Keepers, taking everything he's ever said out of context and trying to portray him as some sort of dangerous, violent criminal when all they have for evidence of that is language that you hear on this show every day. The stuff I say, the stuff that any patriotic American who understands the Constitution should be warning about. And of course, one of the wrinkles in all of this is that many people on the right have abandoned Stuart Rhodes in this fight. Seemingly not realizing that if what they are able to do to Stuart Rhodes, what they're trying to do, that's just the first step. And it's very likely that you are the second step, that I am the second step, that anybody they want to get their mitts on become a viable target as soon as they you know, allow this president precedent to, to be set. Uh, I have been very outspoken about how irresponsible I think it was for people like Darren J. Beattie to write an article – completely baselessly accusing Stuart Rhodes of being an FBI agent. Now that Stuart Rhodes has been in prison for months in solitary confinement and is on trial for his life, maybe it would be time for a little mea culpa and a little another article maybe saying, oh, it actually looks like Stuart Rhodes is the real deal and he's being used to destroy the First Amendment outright. Uh, what do you think about that, Stuart? Do you think uh, maybe it's time for the people that have abandoned you to realize their folly and – actually start supporting the First Amendment again? 
That'd be nice. It'd be nice. I mean, here's here's the this is what this is what what um, dictatorships do though, is they get everyone pointing fingers at everybody else, calling them you know an informer. They get everyone distrusting everybody else, and they love the circular firing squads. That's why you know I do my best not to partake in that. But yeah, it'd be great for people to to say, look, this is this is the reality where we're at. Whatever we might have thought. This is the reality. Let's let's now come together and fight this and preserve the First Amendment. You're right. It would be nice. So I look forward to that day. That'd be great. And you know, and I, I look at this like I look at this like this. You know, we're all sinners. We're all fallen. No one's perfect. Um, we all need to forgive each other, and everyone's open to redemption. So we'll see if, if they if they redeem themselves. We'll see. But what I don't like above all is right now. You know, why are the major conservative talk show host out there not focused on this trial. Like, why is Tucker Carlson not covering this? This is far more destructive um, than, than a school board meeting. As, as vile as that is, stick the FBI on parents or on a pro-life advocate like was, was arrested last week, I think it was. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this is more far more dangerous because this opens the door to persecution for free speech and suppression. Because what will happen after this is that this will be used to help, uh, to encourage people to sit down and shut up. That if you open your mouth, and then they go after Eastman next, you know, and it keeps on going down the line, and you wind up with a suppression campaign where people are afraid to speak out, they're, they're afraid to open their mouths at all. And that's what the bad guys want. And of course, they, what they really want is then you open your mouth and say, you know, that two, two plus two equals five. That's what they really want. But on the way there, they want you to stop saying two plus two equals four. Yeah. No, you're exactly right, and it it is sort of baffling to me. If you search Stuart Rhodes, you find articles from New York Times and Yahoo News and all, all of the mainstream sources. Where are the conservative outlets reporting on this trial? Uh, all we're getting are the lies from the mainstream media that, of course, have an agenda and are portraying it a certain way. It is incumbent right. on us to give the the other view. So I guess that's my question. If uh, what would you like to see the mainstream media report about your trial that you're not going to get from New York Times or, or Yahoo News? What uh, what's oh, really going media, on? You mean? Yeah, what, what should uh, the alternative I, I media be be saying about your trial? They should they should publish my my open letters. <laughs> they 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 can, they can say, well, you know what? He's actually got a point because, like, in one of the open letters, I embedded the video. Remember the video of the Chinese professor bragging about how Trump was a pain in the neck and. Now Trump's gone. He kind of yeah. winks at the, at the audience, and he says, we have people in the inner circle of the highest levels of the U.S. government. Right. He bragged that they basically control the U.S. government. Well, I embedded that in my open letter to Trump, or one of them. And that's what they're using as evidence against so, You know what? He's got a, got a good point. Yeah, now it's evidence against me that the, I'm a conspiracy theorist, apparently. So. That's so crazy. But but what about what about the, you know, trial in particular? Obviously, the New York Times is reporting on the on the evidence that the uh, prosecution is presenting. And they, they're, of course, framing it as if it's absolutely true. And, uh, you know, talking about your open letter and cherry picking parts that can be taken out of context. Right. Uh, well, there you go. That right there. Why? Why is protected free speech? That's completely constitutional political speech. Why is that? Now, <clears throat> evidence of a crime. Right. And what is the actual conspiracy? Where's the evidence of the actual conspiracy? There's no text or audio of me saying, here's the plan. You know, on J6, we're going to enter the Capitol. That never doesn't exist. Right. So all they have are my otherwise constitutionally protected 
political speech. That's the point. They should be like they should be saying this is this is a very dangerous, very dangerous territory. I can imagine you know Tucker Carlson saying, "What does this mean now that so anything you say you know literally can be used against you, even if it's not criminal, but is simply protected free speech they don't like?" That's the world we're heading into, and they will just take a jury in D.C., which is already hostile, you know, orange man bad, and then they parade orange man bad supporter um, text text messages. You know, advocating that the orange man bad do something that they don't like, and that's going to be presented to the jury as evidence of a crime, and then they'll be convicted. And that's how the rinse repeat will be done across the country. Any, anywhere the Democrats hold majority, they can convene a jury, a grand jury, to indict you, which, will, which you know, grand jury will indict a ham sandwich. They'll indict you for, for some made-up conspiracy, and conspiracy is a charge that they love to use the most, because conspiracy allows them to allege something they don't really have direct evidence of, and then there's user statements and your, your your phone connections to other people to rope more and more people into the conspiracy. And then they coerce confessions. That's the other right. big big one. You know, they coerced three Oath Keepers so far to roll over and plead to uh, seditious conspiracy, even though there was no conspiracy whatsoever. They've agreed to plead to it. They're threatened with life in prison. The, the government made a ridiculous argument that they can go ahead and sentence us to life in prison as an, as an analogous to a, a terrorism charge or to... Uh, treason. And so they sent these letters out to all the defendants threatening life in prison and sentencing. And three of the guys got so scared by that that they agreed to plead to seditious conspiracy. And now they're going to parade them in front of the jury also and have them get up there and test a lie. That's what they're going to do. Right. So that's, that's, that's the problem. Is that This is what's going to happen. Just like in every other dictatorship, whether it's the Nazis or the Soviet Union or Cuba, you're going to be put on a show trial. There's going to be people coerced into confessing crimes they did not commit. They'll roll over and give names to, of other people. They'll rope into this bigger, bigger conspiracy. It keeps growing and growing and growing. It never stops. It metastasizes. Then you end up with, with the concentration camp system in Germany. You know, the Reichstag fire led to the concentration camp system. That's right. happening now. At least they actually burned down the Reichstag. This is the the capitol building fire and the, you didn't even do any damage to the building and of course you you didn't even go into the building i mean you're right it, the craziest right. thing is that they're charging people with trespassing essentially but saying we'll give you life in prison for it uh well, look, at our, look, at, look at our lawyer look at kelly sorrell general counsel for oath keepers her great crime actually is she filed a court warrant to the supreme court challenging legitimacy of um, biden and harris she did that over the summer last year and I helped her write it. So that's another one of my crimes. But I helped her write this, this appeal to the to the Supreme Court of the United States, challenging the legitimacy of an office holder, which is part of the law. Court warrant is a like an emergency appeal you can do to the Supreme Court. She did one. So you know now she's in jail. So they, they've they've indicted her because they, they accused her of being part of this conspiracy, even though she did not enter the Capitol. She was only there to give us legal advice and to speak. She was a speaker at the Latinos for Trump rally. So, but she's in, but she's been indicted too. And of course, she, she, was, she was going to be a witness on your behalf, and now that she's been arrested, right. they can't do that anymore. Yeah. Very convenient there. It, it's totally well, correct. I mean, it's, it's more likely – she can still testify, but it's more likely that she'll feel pressured to plead the fifth. You know, that's the thing. And of course, if she's a, a co-conspirator, um, they could also use that to hopefully knock out the advice of counsel defense. We're going to rely on her advice of counsel as part of our defense. Like they're saying that we don't you know, destroy text messages – well, she had, she had told everybody on, on our threads, hey, you're under no duty to preserve anything. No one's been indicted yet. You're under no duty to preserve evidence for the, for the government or whatever they would, they would call evidence. Go ahead and delete your chats. 
And so they're, they're trying to say that that is, is evidence of all of us conspiring to delete, to delete evidence. Uh, it's yeah. it's so sick what's being done to you. We have about forty five seconds left, Stuart. Just uh, final word. What do you what do you want people to know? Of course, they can go to patriotslegaldefense.org. Last thirty seconds are yours, right. sir. Yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing. I'm never gonna you know if they if they find me guilty, which I expect of this non existent conspiracy, which you're not gonna see. You're not gonna see me at sentencing. You know, doing what other people have done, and you know, and saying, oh, I regret doing this, and I apologize, and I'm not gonna apologize for something I did not do. And I'm never going to express regret for standing up and speaking truth to power and doing what I can to save our country while I still can. Yeah, so nor, I'm not going to do that. Nor should you. Not happen. You have our prayers and our support, and we'll be keeping up with this show trial. Thank you for calling in, Stuart. All right. It's our best seller. We first came out with it five years ago, and it was a moderate seller. But as folks tried vitamin mineral fusion and experienced the way it made them feel and how healthy it made them, it has become our number one overall bestseller. And it's been sold out for a while, but it's finally back in stock. Vitamin Mineral Fusion doesn't just supercharge your immune system, but it helps every cellular function of the body. It has all the minerals, all the key amino acids, all of the essential vitamins that you need to live and be healthy. Essential means without these things, you die. And so much of the food is debased. There's so many chemicals in the environment. It is critical to bolster our body's defenses with a product like this. Now, there are other great vitamin mineral products out there. But this is amongst the very best, and it's a low price, and it funds the info war. So the only way you lose is not taking action today, getting Vitamin Mineral Fusion, finally back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 50% off. Vitamin Mineral Fusion, back in stock, InfoWarsStore.com.